People ask me all the time, what does it take to be happy? And I always tell them it's really simple. <laughs> One word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you keep growing, you're gonna feel alive. And if you keep growing, you're gonna have more to give. And when you're growing and giving is when life is magnificent. It doesn't matter how many statues, Oscars they give you or Emmys or how much money you have in the bank. We've all seen people had all those things and I get the phone call because they're depressed or somebody commits suicide in that area. So it's really an inner game. And I think that's what's missing for us today. Everybody's focusing on the outside world and how there's a lot of things in the outside world you'll never be able to control. You can influence, but you can't control it. Tony Robbins, welcome to the show, man. Good to see you again, Tom. It's been a while. Dude, so good. It's been way too long. I am really excited to catch back up. I know uh, with COVID, everything just gets crazy. Uh, but watching how you've moved, not only through COVID, but starting before that with Money Master the Game, you really inspired me to think, even professionally, to think very differently about how I was trying to help people. And that's really where I want to start. I think we're going to talk about a lot of things today, a lot of them oriented towards the future, but all with this idea of how you, you've really started looking at what are the most important things that society could be focused on, and then writing these incredible tomes that you're <laughs> delivering to people that are life-changing. And, you know, I think I told you before that when I read Money Master the Game, of course, at the end, you get into that really emotional bit and like I, you had me a mess. And I was really blown away by how you're trying to bring these big ideas to people. And now with the new book upcoming, which I have not read full disclosure, and we couldn't get a copy of it, but. It's not out yet. We'll, we'll have it in a few days. I'll send you one. Dude, please, because I know, I know some of your stance on regenerative medicine, but Walk me through, what was the idea behind going into these big buckets? Is it just that this is what you think humanity needs or is there something else driving this? Well, no, I, you know, I've always taught all the areas that I thought matter. I mean, there aren't, if you look at a person's life, most people major in minor things. Jim Rohn, my teacher, used to say that to me all the time, meaning they know about all kinds of things that don't matter. But there's maybe a half dozen things that matter most. There's your body, there's your emotions, there's your relationships, there's your finances, there's your career or your sense of mission or your business. And then there's the spiritual side of life. And so I've always taught on all those areas, but in 2008, when all hell broke loose the first time, um, you know, I've worked with Paul Tudor Jones, one of the top 10 financial traders for now 25 years, 26 years. And so I, I knew a little bit in this area. Most people don't know. I know the details of- You know a lot, man. Here, hearing you talk about finance, you are freakishly knowledgeable. I've seen you on stage with people that make a living doing it. And not only do you keep up, in many ways, I think they're listening to you as closely as you're listening to them at this point. How do you learn that stuff that deeply? Well, you know, I go for total immersion. It's like if you learn language a little bit at a time, you know, two, three years from now, you don't speak the language. But if I dumped you into Rome and said, you're not leaving for eight weeks and there's no teacher, you're going to be speaking Italian before you leave there. So I'm a big believer in total immersion, but I also believe in modeling the best on earth. So in Money Master the Game, fortunately, I have access. So it's like, I'm going to interview 50 of the smartest financial people on earth and everybody who's made it from nothing to multi-billionaire and they all did it different ways and I'm good at pattern recognition and I'm good at pattern utilization. In fact, I would say to your audience, you know, in 2040, which sounds like a long way from now, 18 years ago like that, you, your mind will be blown. Half the jobs we have today, according to Oxford and a variety of other universities are gonna be gone. They're replaced mm -hmm. by robotics, by algorithms, you know the game. And so the bottom line is you need to be good at pattern recognition and that's what gets somebody strong at anything. I mean, you look at, you know, why is Amazon doing so well? He realized one pattern was valued over anything else, convenience, right? If you look at Tom Brady, friend of mine, he, he's got pattern recognition like nobody else at 43 years old. He's able to do things no one dreamed could be done. He's got more Super Bowl rings than any team. So I said, I wanna to go to the best people on earth and see what do they see that none of us see? What's the pattern? Then you gotta learn pattern utilization. It's one thing to see it, it's another thing to use it. And then if you're good after a while, you get to pattern creation. It's like if you learn to play the piano, most people play other people's music. And then there's a point you've learned so much that you're able to create. And I think those three skills are the most important skills. So I look at the areas that matter most and say, who already has that extraordinary pattern recognition utilization? So I go to Ray Dalio, who's you know, returned more money to investors than anyone alive. 
you know, he's going to have a different level of understanding than the average person. And because I immerse myself so much, most of these interviews are supposed to be 30 minutes and the average one was three and a half hours. And so, but like Ray Dalio is now a dear friend of mine. I can pitch and catch with him because I came so overprepared and because I could, again, not just catch the ball he threw, but pitch it back. And so to me, that's what I did. I did for total immersion. It was a three and a half year project. And then expanded, I wrote, you know, uh, Unshakable after that because I saw what was going to happen in the markets and I wanted people prepared. And that's why I'm doing Life Force right now. Life Force was driven because I've always taught health elements. You and I both are both kind of biohackers in our lives. I have to be. You know, my average seminar is 12 or 13 hours a day. I go four days minimum. Over the last few years, I've had all these groups that measure Olympic athletes and professional athletes measure me. And to give you an idea, I burned 11,300 calories in one day on stage. No oh. one believed it. I didn't believe it either, but I do. I burned 4,000 before I get on stage. Chess masters burn 4,000 without moving. So that's basically what happens. But I also, to give you an idea, I push my body, you know, lactic acid. If you're running with a friend and you get where you can't speak anymore, you're at a four of lactate. I'm at an 18 of lactate and still speaking. They, they just couldn't believe it. I have 15 pounds more of lean body mass than the average lineman does in the NFL. So <laughs> the demands, I jump a thousand times in a day on average, is what they measured. I weigh 282 pounds. So they're explaining to me every time I come down, it's four times your body weight. So a thousand times a thousand is a million pounds of pressure per day. And I've been doing that for 45 years. So if you saw my bone density, they showed it in a graph and they go, these are humans. These are the greatest Olympic athletes. This is something we never measured before. It's 99.999% stronger than anything they've measured of any human. So those demands are huge, but then, you know, I'm still not infallible. So I go snowboarding and I'm chasing a 22 year old, which the age is as much as the skill, a lot more skill than I had. And oh my God, I had an accident. I tore my rotator cuff so bad, nine, nine pain, wouldn't go away. Went to all the doctors, he needs surgery. What's the recovery time? Four to, you know, four months to six months. I'm like, I have friends who still can't bring their shoulder down. Mm. And I've had other ones re-injure it. And so I went and looked around and what started me really on this is, I said, okay, what are my other options? What about stem cells? I, I met Dr. Bob Harari, he's kind of like the, one of the founders of stem cells. I know him the guy well. did those, oh, you know Bob? He did yeah, those yeah. original studies where they took old rats and gave them young rats blood. We've all heard about it now and vice versa. And the old rats got young and young rats got old, kind of vampire stuff. But as a result, <laughs> they discovered stem cells and what they could do. And Bob said, Tony, you won't get them here. Go to this place in Panama. You'll get four day old stem cells that are from the cord. They're not obviously fetal cells in any way. I wouldn't do that. And I went down and the first day, I felt okay. The second day, I felt really tired. The third day, I woke up, not only was my shoulder perfect, and I mean perfect in three days, I could do anything with it. I've never had, I've had the MRI, but I had had spinal stenosis for about 14 years. And I woke up for the first time in my life without back pain. So I wanna know everything about breakthroughs in medicine. I wanna know precision medicine. I wanna know regenerative medicine. And then I was invited by the Pope to come speak. Believe it or not, the Pope has the biggest stem cell conference in the world. He does it every two years. And I got invited to be the cleanup speaker in a four day program. And I was like, I'm not just gonna do cleanup speaker, I'm gonna go attend the whole thing. And I met docs doing things that you would think are gonna happen 20 or 30 years in the future. Sounds like total future stuff that's happening either right now or in the next 24 to 36 months. So I've spent the last three years interviewing 165 different oh. doctors, Bob Harari and Nobel Prize winners. Bob Harari co-wrote the book with me along with Peter Diamandis, both are MDs. Peter's a rocket scientist as well. And so together we put this book together so that I could do the same thing, bring people the very best at what to do now. What are your alternatives? What are your choices? What's proven? What's not yet, but what's coming? And I'm real excited about it. It's a book, I really wrote it not only for the person who's reading it, but I don't know about you, every day of my life, at this stage of my life, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people I know, I get a call from somebody who's got, you know, they've had a stroke or somebody's got cancer and it's terminal supposedly. And, you know, I've seen them turn around again and again, or somebody's in a position where, you know, they've got a parent who's got Alzheimer's and they don't know what to do. And so I put in one book, the greatest answers from the greatest scientists on earth of what's available right now, as well as what's coming in the short term, mm -hmm. not the long term, who knows the long term, long term of all kinds of pieces, but I'm excited to bring it to people. When it comes out on February 8th, people can pre-order it. It's called, it's called Life Force. This is it right here. There I'll it is, it baby.
Yeah, please. That'd be amazing. I am uh, beyond fascinated by the cutting edge of medical science. And so I'm, so I know uh, both Bob and Peter Diamandis uh, and have had some of the talks around stem cells, but I'm really curious as you've gone, you know, well beyond just those guys, what, what is the most exciting thing coming at the cutting edge of medicine? Is it stem cells? Is it something else? No, it's, it's understanding that the aging process is the breakdown of communication between the cells. Dr. David Sinclair from Harvard is probably the number one expert in the world. There's something called Yamanaka factors, which is a way of turning on the body's original systems. You know, we all know that we have, as time goes by, you know, you have, a, uh, most people are familiar with their DNA, but of course DNA or your genome, that is not your destiny. What matters is the system that runs that. And so if you're, the epigenome is what's that called if people aren't familiar with it. And the epigenome gets messed up, meaning as time, radiation, bad food, bad lifestyle, it irritates and all of a sudden the communication is not so clear, but there are ways of restoring it. So they restored three out of four of these Yamanaka factors just recently at Harvard University. And they took mice that are blind. Now they had glaucoma, so the nerves are gone. And they reversed the aging and they can see again. It's the first time in history. So the nerves actually regrew? Regrew. Gene, there's gene therapies right now of people that are being able to see again for the very first time. I mean, there's there's something called the WINT pathway you may have heard of, WNT pathway. Mm-hmm. I heard about this for the first time three and a half years ago when I was at the Vatican. This man walks out and, you know, I'm sitting beside Sanjay Gupta, who's a you know, pretty informed guy, a really great guy, and Dr. Oz are both good friends of mine. And he's researching, he's really quiet, there's no hype, and then he starts to describe how they, you know, figured out the code of the WINT pathway. And the WINT pathway, after you're born, and the first seven to 10 days, if you cut off a child's finger and you don't sew it back up, it'll regrow just like a salamander's tail. But then after that time, we don't have fetal tissue anymore. Everything else you call you is coming from this wind signaling pathway. It tells the stem cells, make this many brain stem cells, heart stem cells, et cetera. And for 30 years, pharmaceutical companies have been trying to figure out the breakthrough. This particular company has figured out breakthroughs. Now they're in phase, I'm sure, you know, phase one is safety at the FDA, phase two is efficacy, and phase three is efficacy at scale, and then you get approved. So they're, they're at the end of phase two, about to begin phase three. They think, they hope by the end of this year, they'll be done. But in the preliminary information, here's one of their treatments, one injection, single injection. And if you have osteoarthritis, over the next 10 to 12 months, you regrow all your tendons brand new from stem cells. And it's from a new epigenome. You know, like when they made Dolly, you know, the, the, when they duplicated, you know, a, a sheep, sheep way back yep. when, right? Well, how did this old sheep create a brand new sheep without all those problems? Because the epigenome gets reset. So they figured out how to make that happen through your WINT pathway. And it has all kinds of impact. There's eight different cancers that they're working on treatments for. There are things that will just blow your mind. So I couldn't give you one thing. There's spray on stem cells like, you know, and most people don't know it, but if a fireman or, or a policeman or someone falls into a fire and you burn your face off, we've all seen people who are scarred for life. The standard treatment is to put cadaver skin on there for you to try to be, keep you alive and make things go. They now have in seven hospitals in the United States where they can take your stem cells and spray them on your face. And I have them in the book. The pictures will blow your mind. From grotesque to you could barely tell anything happened in a period of three weeks. I mean, it is mind boggling. So there are things that can increase your energy. Right now, there is a study being done. Uh, You probably are familiar with the fact, as I started to say, that your breakdown happens in the epigenome, but also the energy centers of your body start to get weaker over time. And there are now new discoveries of how to stimulate the body so that that epigenome cleans itself off, like gets rid of the static, makes it clean again. In other words, does repair while simultaneously firing off the furnaces of energy in your body. And one of the studies, there have been a lot of animal studies, obviously, and they don't always translate. So you have to be careful about animal studies. They're, they're intriguing, but we don't know for sure until you do with humans. And in the animal studies, you know, an old rat, which I forget how many months it is, but let's call it a 60-year-old rat would be the equivalent for a human. It can run like a quarter of a kilometer on one of those tracks. A young rat can run a full kilometer. The ones that they test here that are older can run three to four kilometers once they've had this for literally 20 days. But what's really cool is it wasn't supposed to be released, but it's in the book. There's a group uh, uh, from the special forces that was done in Boston. They just finished the first study year long 
and they're seeing similar results with human beings. So we'll know more, but they're not going for this as a nutraceutical. This is going for actually a drug. It should be easier as a nutraceutical, but most of those nutraceuticals don't last. They're not, they don't hold up. This one they believe will. So for energy, for vitality, for your mind, I mean, there's, it's more than you can imagine. It's 700 pages. That give you an idea. Like you said, I write tall. Yeah, these are getting longer and longer here, Tony, uh, which is amazing, by the way. And the way that you're approaching it, going after the experts, and also that this is stuff that you're already immersed in, you know, the fact that you're taking your own injury and turning that into something. And a few years ago, and, and maybe I was worrying for nothing, but I, um, I was worried about your voice. And yes. it seems like you've made progress there. Um, yeah. Are What are you doing yourself with all of this stuff? Is Are you doing regular stem cell treatments? Are they general or do you get like injections specifically into the shoulder, into the vocal cords? Like, how does this work? No, my, my shoulder is perfect. I don't have to do anything new as far as that's concerned. But I do uh, stem cell treatments. To, I, I'm, you know, I'm testing things out all the time. There's a new form of them called V-cells, and it's very small embryonic-like stem cells. They're a discovery that only came out about 13 years ago. Is this an IV drip? Like, how are we getting them in the system? Yes, this would be an IV drip in this case. They can also do injections along the edge of your spine or something of that nature. But what I'm interested in this one is, uh, you probably know some of the tests now, like True Age, that can say, okay, chronologically, I'm 61 years old. But biologically, I'm only 51, right? Uh, and Dr. Sinclair's example, he's, fifth, uh, he's 53, but his biology is 33. Yeah, he looks idea. young as hell. It's crazy. He really does. And his dad was in his 80s, who was falling, you know, falling apart. Now goes jogging and running and everything else. So he you know, like gives it to his dog. So I'm pretty, I'm tied to the hip, just like did on the financial side to these guys I learned from so that I'm on the cutting edge and I'm utilizing those tools wherever I can. But, you know, I have to keep this body in unbelievable shape because of the demands that I make. And when, you know, when we went through the COVID thing, we're all of a sudden overnight. Imagine when what you do for a living is 15 to 30,000 people in a stadium and suddenly everywhere on earth they go, you can have 10 people or five or none. I mean, literally overnight, they canceled everything. And so it's like, people need me. How am I going to help them? And I went to watch somebody do a little webinar with like 252-inch screens. And I was like, I'll kill myself first. I mean, I, <laughs> you've been in my events. It's got to be an experience. It's got to take you. It's got to have the rock and roll emotion and feeling. And so I sat down with my buddies and, and my team. And I put out a tape recorder. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. But first, I said, we're going to Vegas. They'll never shut down Vegas. Of course, they did. Then I went, OK. You know, I'll do this in 1,500 movie theaters with 10 people each around the country by satellite. And they shut down the movie theaters. So I finally was like, okay, I got to reach people in their homes, but make it as dynamic as if they were there in person. So I was like, okay, we're going to build, I'm going to find a building with 40 foot high ceilings. I'm going to do 20 foot high LED screens, 0.67, highest resolution in the world, 50 feet wide, 180 degrees around me. I'm going to call Eric Dion at Zoom and say, I need to upgrade what you're doing with Zoom so I can interact with people on a larger scale, not just, you know, 1,000 or 5,000, but 100,000. I want to build a software so that people can shake it and it sends a signal. So the clapping's authentic. It gets louder as people do it, whatever the case may be. And did the whole thing, brought seven companies together and said, we got to build this. And they said, this is a big project. Maybe in nine months, I said, no, you got nine weeks, went through, got rid of a lot of the people, and we pulled it off. And so I've seen more people this year and last year in these events because I have people from 195 countries, every country in the world, participating in every time zone, too. If you can imagine, I'm starting at 10 a.m. in Florida, and it's midnight in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. And these people are going from midnight till Ooh. one of the afternoon the next day, four or five days in a row, and staying completely engaged and saying they have the time of their life. So we kind of cracked the code. Now I do both. I did a hybrid event the other day, Date with Destiny. I lifted the front wall. That's why I picked a building with 40-foot high ceilings. I could see people in 97 countries, and right in front of me, I have another 1,000 people. So we're, we're reinventing what does it take so we can help people where they live. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, 
pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. And that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're gonna have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. Yeah, I want to zoom in on the moment where they say maybe in nine months, but even that is probably going to be tough. And you're like, no, 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 we have to go to nine weeks. That That is the thing that uh, is the difference between people that, struggle in life and people that can do extraordinary things. So one, there's two parts of this. I really want to get both. One, where do you get the chutzpah to believe that you can pull that off? And then two, from an execution standpoint, how do you actually pull it off? Because it you hinted at the people that don't believe have to go. And so walk me through that on, on both of those points, if you don't mind. Well, I'm happy to, but you're an example of this yourself and I'm not blowing smoke. That's how you built a billion dollar company. You and I are philosophically aligned, obviously known each other for years. Where did I get the chutzpah from? It's not my chutzpah, it's, it needs to be done. It's like, I, I'm mission driven. If you're, if you're just doing something for yourself, I don't, I don't need to work another day of my life. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I can sit home and have a good time, but you know, I got a mission. So it's like, people need us right now. They don't need us nine months from now. And then it's a matter of finding, like you said, other people that are super skilled and our mission driven also that bought into the mission of helping people, not just we're going to build a studio that we're going to we're going to create an environment where people all over the earth can become together as friends and family. We're going to see them in their homes. There's going to be advantages that we don't have in a live event. I can see their children. I can see their husband or wife. I can see how they live and where they are. And so, you know, I would say out of all the companies we started with, we ended up with probably half of them still working on the project and we brought in new people. And it's your willingness also to call it straight. Like when somebody doesn't own it, you, you got to call it tight and you got to move on. Now, otherwise, you're going to have a few weak people or weak organizations or weak structures that'll destroy the rest of your mission. And so you're so you, loving, be Tony. willing to do that. Yeah. How do you specifically, Tony Robbins, who loves people, is very kind. You obviously are also good at no bullshit, but in that moment, are you just like, look, you, you don't make the cut. You got to go. Or do you have like a specific speech? I've seen you do really hard things in your live events, but like, yeah. what, what are you thinking in that moment? Cause it'll, it'll be hard on their business and it's going to be emotionally difficult for them. How do you navigate those moments? I don't take somebody out who still has enough drive and desire and hunger um, then it's just a matter of coaching them on skills or finding a solution together. But when I find somebody who no longer believes or is no longer certain, if you're on a team with me and we're, you know, we're the Golden State Warriors or let's say the old days, you know, with Michael Jordan, you know, the weakest link is going to keep us from the mission. So I have to value the mission more than this individual. They can become a client of mine. I invite them to go to my seminars, help them do whatever it is, but I got to move on now. Because there's just no way we could have done. Everybody around us said this is impossible. But I found a few people that thought their part wasn't impossible. And then, you know, put them all together with a higher mission. 
I mean, just like, for example, Date With Destiny, lifting these walls sounds like a simple thing, but they weigh, God knows how many thousands of pounds. And the, you know, COVID, you know, you've got all the problems of the breakdown of being able to access something overseas. So I sent planes, I had people overseas. We're getting things. We did it all in less than a week to be able to actually lift those. And then I told my platinum partners, which is my audience, I said, listen, it's a backstage pass. You're not gonna see me, you're gonna see me on screens. And when people at a giant event on this size, they watch me on screens anyway, but you'll be together. And then we surprised them and it was like, the music came up to a THX type sound, you lift it up and they were just out of their mind, you know? So it's also about creating experiences, creating moments for people that they won't forget. Dude, that's incredible. I So you went quick over it, but I know moments like, oh, I'm going to have to send a plane here to grab that, to talk to this person. I know those moments. And there's a phenomenal quote. You might remember it. I'm going to paraphrase it, uh, which is, the reasonable man conforms to the world. The unreasonable man bends the world to his will. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. My favorite quotes. Oh my God, it's so good. And I'm always telling people on my team, like, because people often look at me and say, like, you're being unreasonable. And I'm, yes, but like, literally, we all limit our, we don't even try because we think something is impossible. And therefore, you guarantee that it is. It is literally shocking how much farther you can go when you, my wife and I call it no bullshit, what would it take? Just like in, you, you put yourself in problem solving mode rather than problem finding mode, which most yes. people live there. And you're just like, okay, there is a solution. It might not be something I'm willing to do, but there is a solution. And when you get into that mode and then actually have the willingness to keep going, it's freakish what you can accomplish. But most people just never let themselves be that aggressive. Yeah, I think I have a philosophy I teach everybody on all my teams. I have 105 companies now. It's mind boggling and all it's these insane. radically different industries. We're now doing almost $7 billion in business. I had no business background, but it's a certain <laughs> core philosophy that allows you to grow anything. And it, but it starts with the people themselves. And my whole thing is one choice is no choice. Two choices, there's always three choices. Like you said, I may not like the choice, but it's there. But more importantly, I think it's getting people to see that what they thought was possible, impossible is possible. The more you can give people an experience, like talk's cheap, but I've done enough things in my life with enough people at this stage, I've got a track record where it's like, I said it's gonna happen. Most people say he's probably true. It's probably likely he's gonna pull it off. Maybe I should jump on board. But the, the mindset has to be destroy any limitation and move forward, move forward, move forward. There is a way, move forward. And I think uh, if you watch this, it's like taking off on a plane from, you know, I'm in Texas right now. If I flew from Dallas here to go to Hawaii, you're of course about 90% of the time. I'm a pilot. Now, what if every time you're off course, oh my God, I'm off course. Oh, I should freak out. Oh my God, I'm off course again. But you know, you just tack back and forth and you land exactly where you want to be three, four, 5,000 miles you know, away. And I think that's how we have to navigate. But most of us, and especially during these COVID times, most of us have been conditioned not to, to take a risk. People ask me all the time, what does it take to be happy? And I always tell them it's really simple. <laughs> One word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you keep growing, you're gonna feel alive. And if you keep growing, you're gonna have more to give. And when you're growing and giving is when life is magnificent. It doesn't matter how many statues, Oscars they give you or Emmys or how much money you have in the bank. We've all seen people had all those things and I get the phone call because they're depressed or somebody commits suicide in that area. So it's really an inner game. And I think that's what's missing for us today. Everybody's focusing on the outside world and how there's a lot of things in the outside world you'll never be able to control. You can influence, but you can't control it. This, your mind, your emotions, your body, you have a hundred percent control over what you do with these things. And that's where the game is won. You win the inner game, then you win the outer game. But a lot of people spent their life trying to win the outer game, they won and they're miserable. So to me, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And so many people are focused on success still, which to me is like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is living what you're made for, you know? And it's like fulfillment and success, they're not even the same universe. And there's mm. nothing wrong with going for success, but you, you really got to figure out what you're made for. And nobody knows in the beginning. So you start where you are and you do what's in front of you, you do what's next. And you keep growing until you start to discover hey, this is my real passion. This is my real hunger and drive. And it can change. People go for five, six, seven years, and then they usually question their business, their career, their, their body, their relationships. 
And then one of two things happens. They change direction and feel renewed or they go, no, I got a great deal here. What the hell's wrong with me? And they recommit and they get stronger, but that's life. And if you don't grow, I don't give a damn how much you got going for you. You're going to be miserable. No, man, I totally agree. That's something that I heard from you many years ago that I've repeated so many times. It's so true. I think the way that I first heard you say it is progress is a foundational pillar of human happiness. Yes. I was like, damn, like that's so true. That idea of it just really sits at the foundation. I want to give you a Tony Robbins quote. Uh, and this is something going back to something you were just saying that I, I agree with uh, incredibly well or, or very much, which is uh, people have become hypnotized by a culture of weakness. And I was like, damn, like Tony's calling us out here. Uh, I agree with that. What, what is going on and how do we shake out of it? Well, if you're a student of history, there is a cycle of history that is plain as day. Good times create weak people. Weak people create bad times. Bad times create strong people. Strong people create great times. This is the cycle of history. Thousand years of Roman history. There's a great book I recommend anyone read. I read it in 1997. It's not a beautiful read, but you need to understand it. It's called The Fourth Turning. Or you could read the book Generations, but it's about 700 pages, 800 pages. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton gave me that book and that's where I started. And it explains how our thinking, our process is so affected by the way we're raised generationally, the experiences we go through. So let me give you an example of why we're having challenges today and why I'm more than hopeful. Let's say you were born in 1910. Now think about this way first. Remember I talked about pattern recognition, pattern utilization, pattern creation. What gave humanity its greatest jump in its capacity was pattern recognition around seasons. Up until that time, we were hunter-gatherers, barely able to survive. It all depended on what was happening in the environment. We were dependent on the outside world. But once we understood the seasons that planting in the springtime and then taking care of through the summer, boy, in the fall, you can reap. And then there's going to be winter. You got to hang on to this stuff so you can survive. Once we recognize that pattern, humanity transformed. Communities were created, eventually cities and countries and states, right? So think of it this way. There's also a pattern of your history as a human. Zero to 21, 19 to 2021 20, is a springtime where everything's easy. It's easy to grow. Growth happens. You don't have to do squat. Your body grows, life grows. And some of us had a more protected childhood. Some of us had no protection. We had to step up and take care of things when we we're seven or eight years old. But regardless, overall, it's a time in which people look out for you. You're taught things. You consume what you're taught. But once you come 19, 20, 21, roughly, and sometimes it's 16 for some people, 25 for others, but you get the picture, you enter a new season of life. You go to the summertime where you start testing and go, well, this is what I was taught, but do I really believe this shit? You know, this is what people say, but now I'm in a relationship, you know? And so all of this, this next 20 years is an explosive growth period if you work at it from 21 to 41. From 42 to 62, is a reaping time if you planted really in the spring and you pushed hard through the summer, you're gonna reap. Now, if you didn't plant in the springtime, you're gonna weep in this season. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be like, I don't have any money, I don't have any time, I don't know what to do, where am I going? But that's a season of power. That's when you really start to be able to lead companies, businesses, environments, and so forth. And again, some people get there earlier, some later, but it, overall, generationally, that's it. And then 63 to 83 is winter, and that winter time is a little different for somebody, right? Now that time is, maybe it's time, I'm an elder in the community, now it's time for me to mentor, to communicate. And if you're lucky, it goes 83 to say 103, or the oldest living human is about 119, if you were lucky enough to do that. Maybe you get an extended period of time where you enter the next springtime. So there's seasons that you gotta understand because if you plant in the winter, I don't care how hard you work, you get no reward. If you bought a house, sounds wonderful, in 2007, normally great, 2007, probably not so great. You're probably just starting to do okay in the last three or four years, right? So there's a timing to things. There's a timing in your life. There's also timing in history. So imagine you're born in 1910. When would you come of age? 19 years old, 1929. What did you grow up with? World War I ended during that time, the whole world celebrated, and the roaring 20s began, and you're in your teens, cars, radios, parties, you can't wait to turn 19, 20, 21, right? 
And what happens? For that generation, right at that stage of life, the whole game, the, the wolves pull out from it and people are jumping out of buildings. The economy goes to the floor. We got the dust bowl. But it didn't end there because what happened when they were 29, 1939, World War II, and you and I are too young to know it, but those around know that it looked like we were going to lose. Hitler was storming across Europe. It looked like life as we know it was over. And these people went overseas and became heroes. They faced such unbelievable, they were, they were thought as flappers, they were thought as weak, they were a lot like a lot of the generation that you see today, you know, the, you know, Z generation, not so much because they're just coming up, right? But the millennial generation, my older people, they see them as weak, you know, they're snowflakes, they're this and they're that, but they have technology, they have insights. And when the outside world is demanding enough, not yet, because they're still fearful, they will grow. And that's when things change. And so the season occurs. So think about the difference between the 30s and the 40s versus the 50s versus the 60s as we came after 63 into an American summer as a different mindset versus the 80s to the 2000, 2010. So we're right now halfway through winter. We're in another winter. It starts financially. Now it's gone to health, but we're far from it. It's going to be war. And it might be cyber war, it might be full on war, but there's zero question that China and the US are in a collision course that's going to shape the direction of humanity. And so the people that right now are alive today are gonna have to grow in that environment. I really think we're at a season where there's gonna be a whole new level of growth. And what I just wanna do is be one of the many sources that can give people perspective, because here's the problem, a year ago, People thought we were coming out of, you know, we've got vaccines now and we're coming out of COVID and it's going to be all over now. And people are excited. But now after going through two years of this, there's a lot of people now that no longer have a compelling future. Like, you know, people talking about New Year's resolutions. Most people don't even have one because it's like they never followed through anyway. right? But at least they had something to look forward to. They're starting to get into learned helplessness. Learn helplessness yeah, is, is when something is so bad over and over again, you start thinking the problem's permanent. No problem is permanent. Or you start thinking the problem's pervasive because I haven't handled my finances, my whole world's over. Or because my relationship's bad, my whole world's over. Your life is bigger than that. Or all this is happening because there's something wrong with me. When you get to that point, you stop trying. And so my goal right now is to shake that up for people. People need a new perspective and you can't do it by just sitting and thinking you got to move your body. you got to change your energy and your focus because low level of energy, I don't think I'm how smart you are. You're not going to use all your ability. But if I get you into a higher state of being mentally, emotionally, physically, then all of a sudden you start remembering who you are and you start coming up with answers that you never even thought were possible before. One way I make sure my business is moving in the right direction is to ensure we are constantly becoming more efficient. Because in my experience, inefficiencies will eat away your profits and leave you with a dying business. But with the right technology, your business can get the insights it needs to become efficient and ultimately unstoppable. And that is why I recommend you check out NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, all of it into one platform and one source of truth. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors that are massively inefficient. Guys, inflation is no joke. So check out NetSuite and see how you can cut costs and boost performance at the same time, like the 37,000 companies that have already made the switch. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Do not wait. Head right now to netsuite.com slash theory. Again, that's netsuite.com slash theory. Get the information you need. Head to netsuite.com slash theory. The idea of remembering who you are is something incredibly powerful. There was a uh, Batman cartoon where he gets amnesia and he gets put in like a, a camp, basically a work camp, and he can't get out. And then one day, and he feels stuck and weak and, you know, afraid. And then he, something happens. I don't remember what triggers his memory. And he remembers that he's Batman. And all of a sudden, just in remembering that he's Batman, he then takes the actions to fight his way out. And look, I know it's a cartoon, but 
that has always resonated with me. And whenever I'm feeling anxious about somebody, something, I always tell myself, remember who you are. And yep. there, there's so much power, even though I know that it's BS because I am also the guy that's afraid. But there's that's something called incredibly that's called powerful. Being human. But you're really talking about the most important concept in lasting change, identity. We all define ourselves in certain ways. And most of us defined ourselves years ago, and we haven't done an update. And now you're in an environment where you're constantly told how bad it is, how terrible it is. So that stimulates the old part of the human brain, the fight or flight mechanism, the part of your brain that's always looking for what's wrong so you can hide from it, you know, or you can fight it, or you can freeze and hope it doesn't notice, or you can run from it. And so that part of our brain is never gonna make you happy. It's an important part. There's no saber-toothed tiger for us to run from anymore or fight, right? Not for most people. But now we get that about what are people saying about me online? <laughs> or, you know, or do I have enough money in a country that even if you have very little money in America, even if you're in quote unquote, a poor environment, you know, I, I support, I provide a hundred million meals a year. I've done, I'm almost to a billion meals now. I'm at 825 million meals to give you an idea in the last seven years. So I'm into helping everyone I possibly can, but you gotta help them here and here too. You know, so I use the food as the excuse to get into here and here and start showing people what's possible. And I think we're in a place right now where a lot of people are in this learned helplessness and they don't realize, you know, if you, if, if as an identity, if identity is how you've identified yourself and you see yourself as a procrastinator, why? Because you procrastinate so many times and disappointed, you don't want to be disappointed. So now you're a procrastinator, you're no longer disappointed. You feel certain, you'll never have your goals, but you feel certain. That's what most people do in their life. But if you set, let's say, a thermostat in this room at 78 degrees and the temperature drops far enough, something's going to happen because the computer's going to go, hey, 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 you're a 78 degree or what are you doing here at 68? And the heaters kick on and suddenly you get this drive. I'm sure your listeners or viewers have had this experience many times in your life. We're finding us not another day. Not, I'm changing this relationship. I'm losing this weight. I'm going to finally do something. And then you push, push, push. Now, some people push, 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 and they go beyond their comfort zone, beyond what they expect, not their goals. It's what they're used to. It's their comfort zone. And let's say that 68 degrees is where they're used to financially. It's not what they want or their relationship or spiritually or physically. And they grow to 88, 98, 99 degrees. Suddenly the brain goes, hey, hey, what are you doing here? You're, you know, you're, you're not a 99 degree -er. And then all of a sudden the heaters stop and you lose your drive. And if that's not a bad, the air conditioners kick on and you start to sabotage and you go, what happened to my life? So identity is the number one thing I work to change with people, to expand it, not to get rid of it but expand your own sense of who you really are and what you're capable of. And people think they're gonna get identity by, like people say to me, I have no self-esteem, I hate that word. So overused and abused. I don't have any self-esteem because when I was growing up, my parents said these terrible things and those terrible things. And I said, isn't it convenient you only remember those things? <laughs> you know, they said a million things, but suddenly you've honed in on those, but let's get real. Someone can tell your whole life you're a piece of crap, but you can say, screw you, read between the lines and make your life work. Someone tell you your whole life you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're the smartest person in the world, and you don't believe it. Because self-esteem doesn't come from what people say about you. Self-esteem is earned within yourself. It's esteem for yourself, which only comes by doing things that are incredibly difficult, and then your brain goes, this is who I am. The reason I've done firewalks for years, I used to do skydiving, but you know, it's hard to get 30,000 people in the middle of the air above New York in the middle of the night. But the reason I did these metaphors was because when someone does something they once thought was difficult or impossible, and they get the other side and the brain goes, if I can get myself to do this, what else can I get myself to do? It changes their identity. When your identity expands, your whole world expands. Dude, firewalking at your event was crazy. It was really cool. Cause I had always said to my wife, I would walk across fire for you. And so at the oh, event, at the event, it is like you are trying to fuck with people. You are like, you spend hours warning about like how wrong it could go. You have to be so careful. And so I was like, okay, wait, is he trying to freak me out? So this is like a bigger deal. And then as you're walking up to it, you feel the heat and you're like, oh shit. Like these are actually hot. And people start peeling out of line, right? They just can't bring themselves to do it. And I'm like, look, I may end up with charred stumps for feet, but I told my wife I would walk across fire for her. I'm walking across this fucking fire. It was really meaningful. Like as one of those things and, you know, and I get it and you guys try to make it as safe as possible, but it really meant something to me to, to say, like, I told her I would do this. I'm doing this. And then you do it. It was dope. 
I, and you know, uh, you see people who go there go, I'm not going to do this no matter what. I'm just coming for the seminar. And other people think I'm going to do this and they get out there and freak out. Like you said, they peel off. But you were there by the end, you know, about 99% of the people do it. We don't force anybody or push them to do it. But you go through so many changes in here. It's like, that's what we need today. We need to re-engineer ourselves. If you've ever seen one of these Baja races, you know, a thousand miles in the desert or, you know, there's a million different races that if you took a normal car, you'd be out of it and probably die in the first day or so. But what they've done is re-engineer the shock absorbers, the size of the tires, the engine system. And we need to re-engineer ourselves for winter. We need to re-engineer ourselves so that we can thrive, not just survive during this time. And that's what I'm seeing people do in their life and their businesses. I mean, it's it's been really, I know it sounds crazy, but it's been one of the more beautiful times. I hate the fear that's been generated in so many people unduly. I mean, this CDC themselves, I wrote this in my book. There's a section in my health book and I quote directly from the CDC. What's the number one risk factor other than age? 80% of people die of COVID, 79.8% are overweight and obese, extremely overweight. Something you can easily do something about, nobody talks about. And number two is fear because the anxiety makes people change their breath, they can't fully oxygenate. So it's like, there's a lot within our control if we just wake up. But the beautiful part of COVID is a lot of people waking up to what's possible, seeing where it is, seeing how they could change their entire business. Because when things happen and they're gonna be unjust things, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, it doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter what country you're from, Injustice is everywhere. It's going to happen to all of us at various times, right? Or it may not just be injustice, just like, wow, you got cancer. I mean, it's like, you know, what I do to deserve this? It isn't like that. It's not something you earn by brownie points. It's like, okay, what am I going to do with what life has brought me? And my greatest growth that's helped me help so many other people is because, you know, someone tells me I, I got a tumor in my brain and I'm going to die. And I'm like, I don't accept that, right? I got a tone rotator cuff and there's, you know, you're going to have to go through six months of rehab. I'm not going to accept that. There's got to be another way, you know? And so, and, and the things you can't control, you learn to learn how to accept and learn from, you know? And so I think COVID has offer, offered that opportunity. I'm reaching more people because of it. I'm touching more lives. I'm having an impact. I, you know, my wife and I have tried to have a child for quite many years. I have five grandkids and I have uh, four kids, now five, but I have a nine month old now. I have a 48 year old daughter and a nine month old daughter to give you an idea. <laughs> that's incredible, man. So that's the I'm gift of COVID because I was home. <laughs> we can say, let's give it another shot. There you go. Uh, I want to hit you with another Tony Robbins quote. And um, this one, I think sums up what you're saying here. Uh, you cannot fear change and do everything the way it's always been done. And so fear you talk a lot about, but man, I have people in my life that are older than me and many of them, they are calcifying as they get older. And I watch what really served them well in their twenties and thirties. And I may have um, discussed this with you before, but I'm haunted by a quote that genius is a young man's game. And as a late bloomer that never sat well with me, but when you look at people that win Nobel prizes, it's almost always for work that they do in their early thirties. They get awarded in their sixties, but they did yeah. the work in their thirties and seeing how you're going after like cutting edge stuff. Um, I know one of the companies, I think you sold it to Apple uh, in the AR VR space, if I remember correctly. Um, I've heard you talking about Bitcoin for years now. Uh, I know, you know, about NFTs, like it's, how are you so able to embrace change and how the hell do you stay this enthusiastic in a world that changes this fast as you get older? Why are you not like so many people are crippled by that? They just want things to stay the same. I think as early on, I realized, you know, one of the things you have to understand about life is everything changes and everything ends. And that kind of sounds heavy on the front end, but it's a truth. If everything changes and everything ends, number one, it should make you appreciate what you have right now. And then my view is what's next is always better if I make it so. It's my job to make it so. And so I think, you know, for me, I look at it and say, you know, when you said uh, genius is a young man's game, I think that's total bullshit. Um, I think passion is the genesis of genius. If you've got enough passion, you're gonna find answers nobody else does, but most people run out of fuel, meaning they get tired, they get exhausted, they get burnt out, they get uh, you know, the law of familiarity, they're around something so much, they take it a little bit for granted. And I've managed to see something in myself 
that I found in every great leader that I've ever respected. And that is, I, I, I value intelligence immensely, but I know really smart people can't fight their way out of a paper bag pragmatically, right? I'm sure you do too. What I see is the one common denominator of people that are successful over a lifetime is the sustained hunger. Mm. Hunger is the number one factor. When I see somebody, I don't care what age they are, I don't care what their background is, if they're hungry to improve, to change, to make something happen, I mean, if you look at Richard Branson, he's as hungry today in his late 60s as he was at 16 years old in that crypt starting Virgin. You know, you look at my buddy Mark Benioff, you know, he's like, he's kind of like in his early 50s right now. Mark is more hungry today than when I knew him 12, 14, 15 years ago when he was first coming up with the idea of, so I'm gonna, you know, he went to one of my seminars over and over again, the UPW, you know which one. And he went there like four or five times and he was sitting in the front row, he's a tall guy, introduced himself and said, you've convinced me I'm gonna, leave this company I work for as an employee here, and I'm gonna go start this new company called salesforce.com. Wow. And he says, Tony, we're gonna do $100 million in business, and we're gonna change business. Now he's doing whatever, 30 billion right now. <laughs> but, it's, but it's because he hasn't lost the hunger. And I think the law of familiarity is what destroys a relationship. You get around somebody enough, you love them, but you don't have the same passion, same aliveness. And I'm just not willing to settle for a life without passion and aliveness. That's just like, there's so much to learn. There's so much to grow. There's so much to give. And I'm, I'm wired to grow and give. And I, I, I think anybody gets wired to grow and give is going to have a really fulfilling life. It doesn't matter what you choose to do. You're going to be alive because you're going to make progress. And because you made progress, you have something to give. And we all, like some people think they just want to get. But you get, 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 and it's pretty damn boring and it doesn't really expand your sense of identity of who you are. But if you're constantly growing and then taking what you learn, you're so excited about it, you share with other people and their life gets better, whether that be software you make or dresses you design or you know something you do in the health space that really gets people to enjoy their food while they're eating well. If you have those passions and you keep growing, there's no limit. It doesn't matter what happens in the short term with a pandemic or with a drop in the economy, or whatever the case may be. These are all temporary when you realize life is lived in decades, not in days. Mm. So one thing that I find really powerful about what you teach is the need for massive action. You have this upcoming breakthrough challenge uh, that you're doing for free. Yes. What is it? How are you leveraging that to help people concretize the stuff in their lives? I'll tell you where it started. It started in 2020 because about six months through the year, I hadn't figured out how to reach people yet and do what I was going to do. And there were just so many depressed people. We've seen the numbers now of the people that have been suicidal, the people that have you know, the highest level of drug overdoses in history happened this last Jesus. year. All this stuff, we thought we we're going to help ourselves with COVID with these shutdowns, but we destroyed human beings' experience of life by making them isolated and separated and alone. And, and so what can I do to help people? And so I was like, I got to do a seminar for people. I'm going to do two, three hours of one day and just give people the best I can to give them a jolt and wake them up. And then I was like, you know, everything I do is immersion. You know, I, you know, two, three hours is great, but I'm going to do five days and I'm going to hit every part of it. First, I'm going to get their energy up because without that, nothing else is going to happen. What are you going to do with them physically so they have the energy to do these things? You know, otherwise it's just information in, information out. I should do it. When the energy's there, you're ready to rock and roll. And then what do I do with them to make the changes in their emotions? Because that's where all the power is. Emotions cause wars, they cause peace, they get you laid, they make you get married or have children. They're everything. But if we don't know how to run them and they run us, we're in trouble. And it's like, okay, what can I do for them financially? What can I do in their career or their business? And so I did this five-day event. I offered it for free. And I couldn't believe it. We had 428,000 people that oh. joined us, the biggest event of my life. So then last year, COVID was still going on. I was like, okay, we're going to do one more. And we had 875,000 people attend from 195 countries. So I'm doing one last one because I really believe the COVID thing is turning the corner. I pray that it is for all of us and that the world opens up back up by the end of this year. I think people are finally hitting their threshold where I'm going to live with this. I'm not going to live in fear. And so I'm going to do one more. And I'm doing it here January 25th so that people can start a new year with some real energy because you won't get that just sitting at home. You got to get a new perspective. You got to get out of it. You got to get a change in your energy and you need to have the skills so it's supposed to go 90 minutes each day from uh, 2 p.m. on the 25th to the 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, but people are coming from all over the world. Um, but it usually goes, I should warn people, two hours to three hours because I just want to <laughs> give as much as I can. And people just are blown away by it. I, I'll give you one example. It's really a fun one. I could give you 10. 
you know, maybe a hundred, but 10 off the top of my head. But one in particular that I really love, because I just saw this guy the other day, a guy named Matt Gintisney is his name. This guy was in a car accident. He was in bed for seven years. Oh. On, on oxygen, gained 700 pounds. I was told he would never be able to get off oxygen again, never get out of bed. Because the seminar was there on a laptop and it was free. He just, and he didn't have to go anywhere. He's in his bed. Now, this guy couldn't even get out of bed to go to the bathroom. So he's, everything is wired up oh. to him, been this way for seven years. In just the first two days, he got so shifted and desired that he started doing these simple exercises. We showed a few people things they can do, but he did something he could do in his bed. Within, I think it was five weeks, he got off the oxygen. Within eight weeks, because once you go to the program, you're part of our community. So we have a huge community of people all over the world support each other. And so he got out of bed, made it to the bathroom for the first time in seven years, walked for the first time in seven years. Then drove a car for the first time in seven years. Wow. Well, he's lost 258 pounds. I said to him back then, I was like, look, you've lost already, I think it was that time, 100 pounds or something like that. I said, you lose another 50 or 100 pounds. You're going to be able to be mobile. You're going to be able to get in that car. You're going to be able to do things. And I said, I'll fly you to Palm Beach for my first live in-person event, UPW, and you'll be my guest. Well, he called me up and says, can I bring my girlfriend? Because he's now engaged. <laughs> it's wow. just unbelievable. So he came to the event, he walked the fire and everything else. And it all started because, you know, he never would ever go to an event in a million years. He couldn't, he couldn't get out of bed. And now look at his life. And now he's inspiring all these other people around him, right? So it all started with him coming to the challenge. And, it's, Dude, I, and by the way, it's free. It's not partially free. It's totally free. <laughs> and, and you don't have to go anywhere. So you really don't have any excuse other than you're not interested in your own life or making it better in 2022. So you don't want to miss this one. So all you got to do is go to Breakthrough2022.com, Breakthrough22.com, enroll yourself. And you might think about like, who's a friend or a family member I want to go through this experience with. And you're welcome to do that as well. That's incredible, man. I want to know about this hat. I've seen you wear it now, or at least that logo. Is it just about luck or is there something else? No. Each of them have a different little piece on them, but what's underneath most of them, this one doesn't have it underneath it. It says, uh, it says be a blessing, and then it says blessed, because that's my philosophy. It's like every day, you know, I used to have these giant mission statement, change the earth, change the world, all this shit. You know, it's just like, you know, you know what I want to do? I just want to help. So every day, my, my prayer in the morning is, use me, Lord. And then whenever I meet people, I just try to be helpful. And it's like, sometimes you're helpful because you can give them a tool or strategy and turn things around. And sometimes you're helpful just because you can listen and care. And sometimes you're helpful because you've got an insight they need. So to me, it's just, it's the philosophy of life of be a blessing and you'll be blessed. That's what it's about. And he's a shamrock because it's not religious. It's just, it's like, yeah, you get really lucky when you're busy doing everything you can to help other people. I love it, man. It's really incredible. Dude, thank you for being such a leader in moving people into the future. You've for, I mean, over 40 some years have been helping people shift state and think about their mind. And you've had such an indelible impact on my life. I'll never be able to uh, state fully um, how much you impacted me at the darkest period of my life. Uh, so certainly eternally grateful. But again, the the way you've started biting into these huge, important topics it's just incredible. And to see the passion that you're approaching them with, I'm, uh, I'm very curious to have some conversations with you about technology and where things are going in the future. Uh, I, I am, Tony, I'm really blown away by you're, you're such an adept learner. I think everybody understands you're an extraordinary communicator, but you're, you're freakishly good at learning. And uh, I don't hear you ever references. So I'll stay it, say it, you are very intelligent. And so to have your mind applied to these incredibly difficult um, problems and then match that with your ability to articulate them, really fucking extraordinary. And uh, yeah, I'm super grateful. Where, where would you I, most- I, I wanted to say one, I appreciate your compliments very much, but i say one thing. It really comes down to anyone can learn anything if it's important enough to you. What makes it important to me is not just my own life. It's like, if I have a problem, my shoulder, my neck, whatever, and I can solve it. I know that there are millions of other people who can be helped by it. So it's like my drive is not just for me. That wouldn't be enough because it's easy to meet your own needs. It's not that difficult. But if you can find something that you care about more than yourself, your daughter, your son, your family, your business, your mission, your community, whatever it is, that's really the secret to energy and vitality and strength and really learning. And I think the other thing is um, complexity is the enemy of execution. 
one of the things I want to do with people during this challenge is take things that seem so complex and make them so simple so you do it. If you have a business and you got this huge complex plan, you hired a giant consulting firm, they put it all together, it never gets implemented. You know it, you've been in comp your companies. Why? Because they make it so complex and it's somebody else's plan. What I really want to do for people at this challenge is get it really simple, things you can do right now to change your life. You can go to experience it that day and then you get momentum. Day one, day two, day three, day four, and all of a sudden now, what used to be hard to do is easy to do. And I think for anyone, you got to understand anyone can learn anything if you can just break it down to its simple core. And that's what I try to do most. No, man, you do it so well. Where can people um, follow along with you, engage with you online? Yeah, they just go to Breakthrough2022.com and I'll see you on January 25th or the 29th. And then, of course, TonyRobbins.com as well. I love it, brother. Thank you so much for this Thanks, chat. Brother. And I'll send, I'll send you the book. I'll be excited to hear what you think of it. I think I know you'll be excited. I, I am very eager to read that for sure. So yeah, thank you very much. And uh, thank you for joining. And everybody, for the love of God, read everything that this man has ever written. You could watch, you could literally just blindfold yourself and pick any YouTube video that he's in. It will blow your mind. This man has changed my life more than virtually anybody. Uh, and I am confident that if you take action, uh, he will have the same impact on you. And speaking of things that will have a grand impact, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until <laughs> next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Peace.